You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during signup. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. think we should talk about today anything on the menu exciting happened recently in the nhl thrilled hockey report sent by lord co auto parts now open in edmonton alberta on st albert trail northwest oh my goodness when i thought we should just pack it in cruise through the regular season just get us to playoff hockey the nhl throws us a curveball hello tom wilson hello new york rangers we're going to dive into it on World Hockey Report, presented by Lordco Auto Parts, household name across Western Canada since 1974. Lordco, proudly Canadian, owned and operated, now finally in Edmonton. Much more than just car parts, newest store on St. Albert Trail Northwest. Huge selection of aftermarket auto parts, accessories, and a dedicated truck center. Whether you're looking for high-performance parts, shop equipment, paint, body supplies, much more outdoor gear as well. Seven days a week. Visit them today for an exceptional customer experience or learn more about their products and services at lordco.com. Boy, a lot to get to here. We got Adam Ermitrout to open up the show. Former NHLer David Ling coming on here in about uh, 17 minutes or so. And then to close it out, the guy, I mean, who I would say is probably the most passionate Rangers fan in the world. Also a great podcaster, blogger. It's Morning Skate Kid. Yeah, he's a friend of the show already. He's going to hop on. And oh boy, yeah, there's going to be some screaming involved in that one. Let's snap it over to Saskatchewan. Our boy, Adam Ermantrout, joining us now. Audio only today. That's why you're, uh, you know, going to see the nice fresh haircut. I kind of feel weird that you just feel a little big today. Whatever. What's up, Trout? How's it going? Not much, man. Just still trying to recover from all the hate I've been receiving online about about the show and our account and about, you know, there's some comments about me and you. So you doubled down. Stuff. You you yeah. just kept doubling down. And I and, you know, honestly, at, at first I'm kind of like, well, you know what? We're not going to, you know, I'm not going to sell more shirts. 
you know what? But at the end of the day, I don't care. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, shy away from what I think. I don't think you should either. And that's what is so great about our platform. That's what makes World Hockey Report what it is. Is I mean, we're just a non-bullshit. You know, page. We're you know, it's the same thing. Doesn't matter. Podcast, live show, blog. Doesn't matter what we're doing. We're gonna give our two cents, and we're not gonna be fake about it. Yeah, and I mean, people are like saying all this shit to us and in like our dms and just online i'll like reply with a gif or something like that somebody's like i'm gonna go over other <laughs> places for hockey stuff it's like good like look dude like this isn't our this isn't our livelihood we're not full-time jobs like we have numbers like we would be a full-time job but i mean whatever and like we're gonna stick to stick to what we are and what our thoughts are and we don't have some big corporate ceo telling us Hey, like you can't say this, you can't say like we can like we're we're good dudes and stuff, but I mean if it's our own hockey opinion, we can we can give our hockey opinion. That's why we created the show from nothing. And that's what's so great about it too, is even I mean, the people who do support us, whether it's twelve ounce sports, the hockey podcast network, all of our great sponsors as well, is they they give us this platform, they give us the opportunity where it's hey, you know what? Give your thoughts, be authentic. That's where we come in. You know what? Hey, we, we haven't played in the NHL. I attempted to play hockey. Didn't work out great. That's why I'm here right now. But we can give our takes. We can give our thoughts. And yes, I'm an old school hockey guy. We're Sasky guys. We play hockey the right way. We're not here for a skills contest. We're not here for three on three. We're here for hockey common sense. And that's that's where Tom Wilson falls into our fandom. You know, it's we're, we're going to side with Tom Wilson for the most part. And, you know, we, we spoke against him, too, when he hit Sunquist. You know, when he, you know, he, he's made some terrible decisions. Even that hit against Boston earlier this year. We called it dirty. You know, it's, it's not like we're going to defend this guy through the thick and thin. But again, for a play like this, that, you know, as we saw last night with Crosby and Konechny, I believe it was, it's a hockey play, you know. Yeah, he shoved his head into the ground. Yeah, he gave him a couple of punches that were cheap. It happens every night. It happens almost every game. If it doesn't happen in a game, it's because it's probably two irrelevant teams. But to say Tom Wilson deserves to be suspended for life, for the season, for that, it's asinine. It's insane. I mean, if Panarin doesn't want to put himself in that position, don't jump on his back. Not that hard. If I was in an NHL game and I jumped on Ryan Reeves's back and didn't expect to get my teeth caved in, didn't expect to get slammed into the ice, then that's my own stupidity and no one else's. Yeah, and I mean, the the pushing the head into the ice, like if you're on top of the guy, that hurts way less than like getting your face just beat in like on ice. Like you're just pressing a guy down. I mean... There's that. Um, yeah, Panarin jumped on his back. I mean, don't jump on the guy's back. And it's not like he's going to, like, you want to protect your teammates, this and that. But there's a couple of guys that you just don't go near, right? I mean, our guy, Jeff O'Neill, told the story yesterday. He goes, I high stick Chris Simon once by accident. He said, don't raise your stick. And he's like, you know what? I wasn't going to raise my stick again. So there's guys you don't go near. Um, you know, throwing, throwing Panarin down, obviously, it was a little much. But let's not ignore the fact here. If Panarin was strong enough to rip Wilson off, he could blow both his knees out given the position he's in. Like, I mean, let's let's not go, oh, Panarin could have died. Panarin could, like, sure. I mean, every time somebody goes on the ice, they, they could get severely injured. And Every time someone so, shoots a puck, someone yeah, could die. I mean, look how hard these guys shoot and stuff. So, 
there's crazy, there's different, like he said, he said, she said this, that, um, depending on who you're, you're a fan of. Uh, but at the same time, like I, I hear people yesterday, you're not going to go after Tom Wilson, go after Nick Backstrom, go after John Carlson, go after somebody to say, if this shit keeps up, this is the, the repercussions and for the Rangers, but who are they going to throw out there? And this is why I think, I don't like, I, I think we'd both be in agreement that stage fights, not like they're pointless, right? Like you don't need two guys just tapping each other saying, Hey, let's go. Like, but you need guys to police the game. So stuff like this doesn't happen, right? Like you need a, like a Ben Eager or something like that, or I guess Dylan Mackler asked kind of the modern name in the more so in the American league, but you need a guy like that to police the game. And, and Rangers fans are acting like their, their team's never done anything wrong. I mean, you know, Sean Avery, got Chris Kreider on your team. They gave Tony D'Angelo his ninth chance. Mark Messi, who's like one of the dirtiest players of all time. It's, it's just like he'd elbow a guy and skate away and, and not even think twice about it. So there's, there's a lot of different stuff uh, to digest. And I was reading an athletic article yesterday and it was, it got anonymous uh, executives, coaches, all that stuff. And they all said, yeah, I would take him on my team. Like if he was available, 30 teams would call 10 teams would say that they didn't call, even though they did like everybody wants that player. And there's people who even would say like, he could be on the Olympic team in a fourth line role. It's honestly true. Like he won't be, but he could be, he's a good player. I think he could have got a game just so tonight doesn't get out of hand, but um, not the worst play I've ever seen. Like imagine a hockey. Twitter. He's the most effective role player in the NHL. That's what he is. That's what Tom Wilson is. That's what Nazem Kadri wishes he could be where Kadri ended up losing his cold too many times in playoffs. Nazem Kadri is right around there. Evander Kane, similar stuff. They're not Tom Wilson though. They're wannabes. Tom Wilson is that guy. That's where he's so effective. Yeah, and I mean, imagine if hockey Twitter was around in the 2000s. Like every <laughs> three times a day, a game, this would happen. And remember I, Cam Jansen running Carey Price? Yeah, like that's I, that that's just one of the situations that popped and, in my head because I love Cam. But you know, for all the Oilers fans who don't like Zach Cassian or didn't like Milan Lucic, this is the exact reason those guys are on your team. Like, and that's why they should be there. Because but, here, here's here's an issue I have, Adam. Sorry to cut you off, but if they call up this was it Mason Gertzen, Geertsen, whatever it is, and they're gonna call him up to fight Tom Wilson like these stupid Twitter fans want, did do, do they not realize how tough Tom Wilson is? If Tom Wilson wasn't tough, every single one on the every single you know player on the Rangers would want to fight him, would have gone after him, would have tried to fight him, would have tried to take his head off. They don't want him. They don't want Tom Wilson because I'll tell you, he's going to carve your face. And, and this Mason Geertsen kid, I don't know. I mean, it's it's still a different game when you're talking about Tom Wilson, whose wires can cross. Like, look at him in the penalty box. I mean, he's just a, he's a psychopath. He's awesome. He's, he's what you want. He's the excitement of the game. I get it. He makes some dangerous plays, needs to be you know penalized for it, should have been fine more. The NHL fines are a joke. We've gone over it a million times. But to say, oh, we should call someone up from the American League to deal with this? No. Ha- handle it like, man, I don't know. I'm not a fan. Like, I, I get what Sean Avery said, where Sean Avery's like, you got to go after their top guys, and that's how you're going to get even? Totally fair from an opponent's perspective. NHL also, perspective? Uh Guess who the Rangers just traded a couple, like a month ago? Brendan Lemieux, the Brandon, one guy on their team who wouldn't be scared of Tom Wilson? The only guy on their team who wouldn't be scared of Tom Wilson. And the only guy on, 
And Rangers fans absolutely loved him. And I mean, he's similar to Tom Wilson in the sense, like he doesn't give a crap. He'll fight whoever he'll do whatever. Like he's, he's borderline dirty. Like I've, I've seen him do stuff. I mean, for the last five years going back to Winnipeg, but he'll do what it takes to, to win. And I mean, the Rangers thought that it was more beneficial to play Colin Blackwell and Brett Howden on their, their fourth line than, than to give Lemieux adequate ice time. And sure enough, he's, he's, he's gone and now they have nobody. And the whole, I guess we get into the state, the statement I thought was ridiculous. Like the, I get Panarin's out for the year. We don't know the injury. Um, they have three games left there. He's, Let's he's, pump the break on out for the year. He's out for like five games. It's a week and a three. half. I get yeah. it. He could be seriously injured and I don't want to take that away, but everyone who's blowing this out, like he's missing 82 games. Hey, I mean, day to day is out for the year right now. Almost. Yeah. And I mean, I, if the Rangers were in a playoff race, I'm sure this would be a lot different. But for the Rangers to call it horrifying acts, like I don't want to be the 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 crowd here, but you see horrifying acts as in like world tragedies and like big events throughout the world. Like that teams will kind of su- like not support, but like tweet their their condolences and stuff about like we don't condemn these horrifying acts. Like the Canucks had a very similar statement and. This is a little extreme, but they're like, we don't condemn these acts of sexual assault with Jake Rattanen, which is what he's been accused of right now. So for them to say horrifying acts of violence for a guy who the league and many, many, many former players deemed fine for the, like not fine, but a $5,000 fine, which is like whatever to me makes 5 million bucks. But for them to say that I thought was a little extreme. And I mean, that seems like a very James Dolan thing. Yeah, that was uh, outrageous. The statement was too much. I mean, fight fire with fire. Don't the fight fire with social great. media. That's such. Like, a, it's such a. Between that thing, out here. Yeah, pff, that was stupid as well. I mean, they chose delete ASAP on that. And, and again, it's just unnecessary. And I get it. Everyone's like, "Oh, a social media manager, their job's thankless." It's like, hey, their job's not to be a hero here. You know, you can be funny once in a while, without you know, I. I and I, I get it. I think Panarin left the game injured, right? So, hey, if your guy goes and injures someone else, maybe we just lay off the social media post. Like, it, I don't know if that crosses your mind at all. I, yeah, it, 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 it'd be like Kreider going and running Carey Price, and then the Rangers tweeting out Chris Kreider chose violence. It's like, no, if his skate blade hits Carey Price in the wrong spot, it, it's going to hit an artery and he could bleed to death. You know, I, I hey, I've and, and everyone goes, oh, Kreider got tripped. He, you know, he goes to that. Come on, watch the plays, watch the plays or play hockey. Maybe that one will help too. Yeah. As, as someone who, you know, was a goalie, I got a skate plate in the groin. I know they, I'm lucky enough an inch the other way. And that hits a major artery. I mean, that's, that's a 10 minutes to the hospital or you're in serious trouble. So for, for the Rangers to play innocent here and call that a horrifying act when, I mean, as you said, Tony D'Angelo, other incidences, Kreider in, in particular, I don't know. It's pathetic. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. It's pathetic. And yeah, that that's where I'll stick. Yeah. Like I think the whole thing's a little, little blown out of proportion, right? Like, and by all accounts, Tom Wilson's great guy, great teammates, all that. And at, like we said, I think he's well respected off the ice around the league, maybe not on the ice, but there's a lot of guys who, who seem to get along very well with him. If you hear some of the bubble stories and, and this and that, but also shout out player golf. Use our, our promo code world hockey RPT for 20% off 
your purchase, uh, awesome golf course, Saskatchewan based company, you know, small businesses during this time definitely need everyone's help. And as you said yesterday, Cody, important to, to support those, but they also want to, want to give back and help people out for, for supporting that. So use world hockey RPT for the code. Um, I got, I got a couple of fast ones for you, but we are going through NHL news right now, pro rock hockey sticks, family owned Canadian company changing the way we buy hockey sticks, top of the line twigs, fraction of the cost. Check them out today. Pro rock dot Calm. I got a couple of quick ones for you. What's more impressive, Michael Hauser starting his NHL career two and zero, or Spencer Knight going four and zero to start his? Oh, I think I think Michael Hauser for yeah. sure. Because Spencer Knight's supposed to be here. He's supposed to be the stud. He's he's won everywhere. I mean, he's Michael Hauser's twenty eight, had fourteen <laughs> surgeries so he could play goalie. Like that, definitely that yeah. one. Incredible, McDavid. Does he get to hundred points? Oh yeah, I think he gets over. I mean, it depends. Like, if he gets to 100 with two games left, he's probably not playing those last two games. But what if he's at 98 or 99 with a game or two left? Do you sit him? No, they play him. What if he gets injured in those when you're trying to get him to 100 points? It'll be like a no hitter. Like, they'll spot him on the power play. Like, hey, these games don't mean much. Like, spot him on the power play, this, that, you know. Is that really what Dave Tippett does? Oh, I mean, if they're. If they are on game, if they've clinched second, which they basically have at this point, is Cole Line is Cole Lind the uh, top line player for the Vancouver Canucks right now? I mean, best Corsi again last night. He's he, he fits in like a glove there. I mean, he didn't miss a stride. Yeah, man. I thought I was talking to him a bit. I I think he's played really well. I mean, you look at his first four NHL games. He's out against Matthews, Tavares, and McDavid, and then I think yesterday more so Nugent Hopkins, but. I mean, he's he's played well. I think he's made some good plays on the the wall. There's there's been a couple a couple plays like yesterday. Pearson pretty much had him for a breakaway, and he dumped the puck in. And a couple times, I mean, he's he's been had. But I mean, for for Vancouver, they're they're trying hard. I mean, they just they just don't have it. Taylor Hall in Boston. Does he move the needle there? Are they now a cup contender again? Uh, yeah. I mean. I think so, just because that second line was just such a black hole, right? Like they, the David Krejci yeah. had pretty much had anybody under the sun playing with them on that line. Uh, I'm still worried a bit about their defense and the goaltending solidified, but it isn't like they think Jeremy Swayman's like this, that, or whatever. But I, I think that they're whoever comes out of that, like the the first. I'm very out of all the divisions. I'm most excited for that one, like Boston, yeah. Pittsburgh, Washington, the Islanders. Like that should be some good hockey. Unreal. Okay, NHL news for Pro Rock Hockey Sticks. Adam Ermadrout, Cody Jansen with you here on World Hockey Report. Follow us on Twitter at World Hockey RPT. Coming to you live on 12 Ounce Sports. Adam, any last uh, NHL news thoughts or just hockey uh, thoughts in general? You got to get out there? Yeah, man. Winnipeg, Winnipeg's been a little ridiculous lately. They've lost seven straight. They're tied with Montreal somehow. They suck. Montreal sucks. And we better see an Edmonton Toronto North final. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, for Winnipeg, we talked to Kelly Rudy last week, and I agree with what he said, where he's like, yeah, you know, you need some conflict, you need some hard hard discussions, but I don't think it was to the point where you lose seven straight games, and Blake Wheeler, Mark Shifley, Connor Hellebuck, uh, Kyle Connor, like, everybody's kind of pissed off there. I remember when the Raptors won uh, the championship, Kyle Lowry pretty much hated Masai Ujiri, and then I guess after the trade deadline or something, they pretty much had a screaming match that that repaired that relationship so that's one that's one player one time right where you just hash it out but this thing in winnipeg it's gone on for much much longer 
Yeah, they're a dumpster fire. They're going to get swept in the first round. Alrighty, Adam Ermichel, Cody Jansen with you here on World Hockey Report. When we come back from commercial break, it's David Lang, former NHL. We're going to get his take on Tom Wilson. Oh boy, I guarantee you he's got some stories to tell. He's been everywhere. David Lang's next on World Hockey Report. No shortage of NHL news to talk about here as we wrap up the regular season. What's going on? It's Cody Jansen, World Hockey Report, presented by Lord Co-Auto Parts, the one-stop shop for quality RV, car, truck, or marine parts and accessories. Our next guest, brought to you by Quack Stats, the number one advanced player tracking technology. Follow them on Instagram today at Quack underscore stats. It's David Ling, former NHLer, joining the show. Spent time pretty much everywhere, any country you can name in Europe. He got some time over in Russia, too. We'll dive into that. David, I want to ask you, though, Tom Wilson. Wow, this guy is making some noise left, right, and center. I, I mean, from my perspective, he makes some questionable hits against the Rangers the other night. Wasn't one of them. What was your thoughts on it? You know, I, you know, I, I, when, it, when I watched it, I'm like, uh-oh, he's going to be, uh, he's going to get something here just being a repeat offender. But then you, when you watch it uh, a little bit closer, you know, you, to find warranted, I think that, uh, you know, I love watching him play. I think he he can he can score. He can he can rough it up, and every team wants him. He's your ideal player, eh? I mean, when I think about how you were playing, especially in Columbus, there, like you were buzzing around, you were hitting guys, but also, I mean, in the ozone, you created chances. I mean, you ripped up the American League multiple times. Like he's literally a new modern version of you, right? In your prime. Well, it's I, you know, I. You're reflecting on your own game, and it and it was a skill game that that did have toughness, and and he's he's a lot bigger and a lot faster, but he he, he brings both those aspects. He can score, he can play in the top line, and he can rough it up with any of them. Well, David, hey, I appreciate you hopping on the show here. And there's one story I really want to get out of you because I mean, you fought Chris Chelios, David. Walk me through that one. It's at the end of a game, too. Like, what happened? What was going on through the game here that led to this? You you scrapping Chelly at the end of a game. Oh, well, we were uh, we were beating the whole game, and, and it just, you know, he, he doesn't like being beaked, and I don't like being beaked, and we just, we, we just butt his heads. But it was, it was, it was for fun. <laughs> and, okay, and Yarko Rutu as well. I mean... You know, those are a couple of tough customers that you stepped into. Who was who was your toughest fight, I guess, ever? I mean, you also played in the 0405 AHL, which could be one of the the toughest you know times of North American hockey. Yeah, you know, there was a bunch of guys in the O that you know, but we were we were kids there. But I think the the toughest fight I had was Jim Vandermeer. I you know, he hit me uh, hit me three or four punches that rattled my head, and then really never been rattled that way before so i don't know if it was just uh, the way the punches were but if i look back those that was the one where i was like ooh, that was a, that was tough, a down. tough alberta guy right there that yeah. 0405 year you had 88 points and 152 pims <laughs> that's a joke that's way too easy for you hey david walk me through your first nhl goal i think it was in columbus right yeah, it was it was Columbus, but it was in a, it was in Dallas against Ron Tugnut off a point shot rebound, and you know you never forget it, and and it's one of those things that you, you it's it's like your first game and your when you get drafted, your first game and your first goal are things that you you never forget. But I did I do only have four goals, and one of them is against Patrick Waugh, so I 
My my first wasn't against Patrick Waugh, but my best was. <laughs> wow, is that good? Yeah, Ron talked about Patrick Waugh, not bad goalies to score on, eh? Yeah, no, it was, it was good. And I, I ended up playing 93 games, but I did score back-to-back nights, so that there, there, there's a few games in a row there I didn't, didn't have any goals. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of guys who played more games than that never scored on back-to-back nights. Now, one of the guys who I really loved when I was watching years ago was Rick Nash, and you got to play with him when he was breaking into the league, I do believe. Like, did you watch this guy and just be like, oh, my goodness, like, he's everything you want in a hockey player, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, he, I I played with him when he was a rookie. He came into he came into camp and he was, um, you know, he still had the baby fat on and still wasn't in, in great shape. But he could his offensive skills were crazy, and he could go from you know one side of the net to the other with his stick and and put it in the empty net. And he was at eighteen, he was you know one of those guys that you you could watch and and it was you know I sat in the bench a lot and got to watch uh, watch him firsthand. Were you there when he scored that ridiculous goal against? Was it Phoenix? No, but I, uh, I got to watch it. But I'm not yeah. thing, but no. That's one of the craziest goals of all time, in my opinion. Just how, I mean, he was just getting mugged and somehow he controls the puck, walks around, guys. Oh, he was he was something else. One of the guys who I really fantasized playing. But you also got to go to Russia. And I mean, hey, I got to go overseas. Was not in Russia, though. Czech Republic, Belarus, different stories there. But you were in Russia, too, and you played in Moscow for the first two years. What was that like? You know, it was an eye opener. It's, it's a dangerous country. It's uh, the first the first couple of years. It wasn't the KHL, and you were getting paid in cash and brown bags, leaving the rink. And the horror stories were a lot of them were true. And and you and you every everything you did, waking up in the morning, get going to the store, going to the rink, everything was stressful because you know it is a dangerous place, and there's a lot of uh, drinking and drinking and driving and, and and different things like that. It just you know, if the money wasn't as good as it was, I wouldn't have lasted that long just because it's, you know, it was interesting to be in the city and, and, and experience it for a couple of weeks. But, uh, you know, after two years of it, it's, it kind of gets old. So what, why, what really made you go over there after an 88-point season in the American League? I believe it was that year after. I mean, were you kind of just like, hey, I'm, I'm sick and tired of just kicking around the NHL, going up and down, like, I just want to go and get some guaranteed money over there or what? No, you know, I, I, I had opportunities to go before and I just, you know, I, the lockout, that was the year of the lockout and it, you know, the lockout killed two or 300 players at, at, at where I was in the NHL. And, and it was, it was time for me to go over and make, you know, it, it, it wasn't as much money in the, in the NHL, but it was more than the American league. So it was, it was time for me to go. I, I, I had served the purpose in the American league. I played my games in the NHL and I knew that uh, the lockout, was was you know my last chance i thought fair and i know you you brought up hey russia it's a scary place it's something way different than anything you'll ever see in north america but was there any funny stories you had over there just the culture shock that you can kind of look back on now and chuckle well you know we got we we there's there's one story where we were getting paid we we're getting paid in the attic of the of an old rink that we were playing in in spartak and the you know we walk in i walk in alone with into this closet basically and there's a guy with a machine gun and an old lady with a uh money counter and a and a mail bag and she just looks at your looks at the sheet looks at your name and reaches her hand in the bag puts in the money counter puts in the brown bag and heads you on your way and you know you're like what am i going to do with all this i can't even how do i get to the bank i don't even know where the bank is what i can't take to my apartment so things like that were like happening all the time my 
my apartment got broken into later on and on a, on a payday and things disappeared that, that shouldn't have disappeared. And they, they said that it was, uh, you know, they didn't catch him, but I, you know, in, in my opinion, it was an inside job that, that they were trying to find their, their, the pay that they paid me. No way. Wow. That's, uh, that's something else. You also went to like Switzerland, Finland in between there before and going back to Russia. I mean, was it just money again that emerged through at you or what? Just opportunity. You know, I didn't want it. I didn't, I needed a break from Russia. I came back from Russia the first year and played in Toronto. My dad was sick, finished that year out. And then I knew that I was, I was, I was heading back, back over and, and I, I didn't really want to go to Russia at that time. And, and Switzerland came and, you know, Switzerland, the Swiss A leg over there is, you know, the third or fourth best leg in the world. So it was, it was an opportunity that, you know, I got to see the, a different part of the world and get to play in a, in a really competitive, talented league. What made you end up going to the EIHL? I've had so many buddies that have played in that league. Like, was it kind of, you're just like, Hey, I want to go tour Europe. Did you go to school over there? Were they throwing money around? Like, I mean, it's, it's a league where, yeah, you, I mean, you went and ripped it up, obviously. I mean, offensively, you're going to be one of the best players there, but it's also, there's some tough customers. Yeah. You know, in the fight, I, I had to fight a couple of times, but it, it kind of, it's kind of as it, as it is everywhere. It's kind of changing a little bit. It's not the, the goon league that 20 years ago that it was and the guys weren't getting paid by their flight or whatnot. But I went over there. I had an opportunity to take my MBA at the nice. time. I was, ended up getting pretty, pretty good money and getting a free master's program. So it was an opportunity at the, in my, in my career that I knew that, you know, it might not have been the best thing that I could have went to at the time. I knew that maybe I'd leave after, but I needed, I needed something in school to fall back on just to say you have that degree because, you know, you don't really need, the schooling that you use, but you need that piece of paper, as we all know. 100%. What's it like playing in Italy? I know you made a couple of stops there as well. I've had buddies who have played in kind of the, the depth leagues and stuff and the second Alps League, whatever. But, like, what was it like there for you that uh, attracted you back? I mean, were they chucking around cash? Was it just a great living situation? Or was it just somewhere you felt comfortable in? Like, I know it's a pretty laid-back country. Like, what? why Italy? Well, I did have the opportunity to go over, and it was, you know, it was pretty good money. It was better again. It was better money than I was would have made in American League, and and I got to I got to live on a little little community up north of of, of Italy in uh, in, a, in a ski resort town, and and it was very, you know, it's it's one of those places I'll definitely go back and visit. It's the the ski resort town, beautiful mountains right in the Alps. So it was it was. One, I, you know, it wasn't uh, money that you could retire on, but it was money that would pay the bill. So it was, it was an opportunity that I took, and I'm getting, and I was getting old. I, you know, I'm, I'm not as at 40 years old, 38 years old. I wasn't as skilled as I was at at 30, even though, you know, I, some of the options in the in the better leagues were were weren't there anymore. Now you say you're getting older, but you're still just dummying guys in senior AAA and still lighting the lamp. So I'll throw that out there because I know you won't. Hey, I want to go back to a couple of those Marlies teams. I mean, just looking at the lineups, you played with some real characters there. Who was some of the funniest guys you played with? And you got to have a good prank story for me. I don't know. There was a bunch of there was a bunch of there was a bunch of good guys on the team. Jeremy Williams, Ian White. They were young kids coming up. Kelly or. Uh, Kyle Wellwood, you know, those were guys that were, were, were good guys. We got to play with this. There was a kid from uh, Vancouver, Nathan Barrett, who was, uh, 
he, he liked to joke around like they had fun. And, and there was things that, uh, you know, the two, the two stints I had with the, the Leafs farm team were two of my favorite and, and, and best years. Yeah, not a bad place to be, especially for the American League. David, I appreciate you hopping on the show. Please, though, I got to ask, I mean, you know, what are you up to now? What's keeping you busy? I know you said you got your master's. I believe you're in the financial industry. Please plug what you're doing right now and how people can connect. Yeah, you know, look look me up on social media. I'm working with uh, IG Wealth Management, helping people uh, get into a situation in retirement that's, uh, you know, a a success and, and they're able to enjoy their their final years and pass on the money away. So I'm do I'm working with uh, IG Wealth Management and uh, look me up if you just need a second opinion on where you're at. David, you're the man. Hey, I appreciate you hopping on the show here, telling on the stories and reliving some memories. Anytime, I'll come back on if you need me. <laughs> Take care, David. Right there, former NHLer David Ling hopping on World Hockey Report. Bait stops Montreal, Columbus, Tampa, I believe. And hey, he repped up the minor leagues, played all everywhere, too. It's interesting. Usually when you get guys who go over and play in Russia, they'll sit back a little bit, be like, yeah, it wasn't the greatest, you know, whatever. It was nice to have a fresh authentic's the word of the day. So I'll stick with that an authentic opinion. He said, hey, it was scary. You go to the grocery store. It's stressful. Get his apartment broken into. He's halfway around the world. Imagine doing that as someone getting paid in cash playing hockey over in Russia. Oh, how times have changed. That's that's wild. Funny stories. Awesome guy, though, too. You got to play in Nottingham. I mean, you know, I, I think uh, the same place that Cam Jansen played at. They treat guys good in the EIHL. I think they just won the EIHL Survivor Series or whatever they were doing, too. Maybe it's not the Survivor Series. Whatever they were calling it, their little EIHL playoff. Shout out Nottingham Panthers, I believe it is. Also, nice first NHL goal on Ron Tugnut. How are you? That works. His take on Tom Wilson as well. I know we kind of, maybe we glazed over that at the start. But again, what what did he think, or what from Panarin's perspective, did he think he was getting himself into? Tom Wilson, everyone knows how he plays like a firecracker. A spark plug. He's not afraid of anyone. He doesn't care who you are. He's going to throw you to the ice. He's going to punch you. And he's going to pick up a win. That's why he lifted the cup over his head. Not many players get to do that. As as many people want to sit back and be like, that's what the game needs to get rid of. That's what every team wants. Because every team wants to win the Stanley Cup. That's the only damn reason they're out there is to win the Stanley Cup. And they know that if Tom Wilson is on their team, they got a better chance than if he's on the other side of the ice. Simple as that. We got morning skate kid coming up here next. It's going to be talking, you know, a lot of Rangers stuff. And yes, I will ask him about Tom Wilson. Yes, it's going to get heated. It's going to be fun. He's a friend of the show. I mean, he's one of the best in the podcasting industry. We will dive into, you know, Adam Fox as well. Maybe some little friend year talk. One thing I did have to mention, and hey, you know what? Maybe gambling, Cody's not always the best here. But for mybookie.ag, our bets of the night on fire every Wednesdays. On weekends, no, no. Do not bet the farm on Edmonton when I say that. Half the time, I'm happy to mush them because, hey, if the Flames win, woot, woot, it's a double win. I'll pay for that one. But also, Tampa this weekend, what are you doing? A one nothing game against Detroit? You losing a shootout? to the Detroit Red Wings, 
and then you barely beat them 2 1 the next night? I don't know. I thought Tampa was, you know, a fair contender to have a shot at back to backs. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. And I get it. You can't be on too big of a high. You can't peak at the wrong time. I don't know what the opposite of peak is, but this is the absolute opposite. They're playing like trash. And the Detroit Red Wings should never be in a game with this team. Simple as that. But hey, if you are going to bet, go to mybookie.ag. Use promo code 12OZSports. All caps, no spaces. Mybookie.ag. They're going to match your first deposit up to 50%. I'm all over the Cubs today. Hey, back-to-back, doubleheader win over the Dodgers. Dodgers suck, scumbags. Playing the World Series Finals with COVID. Screw off. Cubs all the way. Chicago, baby. Justin Fields, we got him. We're buzzing. The Hawks are out of the playoffs, so we will move on. All right, let's take a quick commercial break here on 12 Ounce Sports Single TV Channel 761. When we come back, it's morning skate Ken to talk about our friend Tom Wilson. As much as I wanted to talk about Champions League soccer today, we kind of got other headlines. And if you haven't been on Twitter, I would suggest, you know, throwing your phone in a river for the next 24 hours. Our next guest, Morning Skate Cat, brought to you by our friends at Coco Vodka Coco Rum. The weather's getting nicer out there, of course. You're going to need something to sip on when swinging the sticks, lighting up the barbecue, watching the playoffs. Refreshingly different Coco Vodka Rum coming up with new cans in Canada. And flavors are next. Enjoy the Coco Life with us. Lime or pineapple. It's high quality ingredients. No fillers. No beer bloat. No cheap liquor. Coco Vodka Coco Rum. You will not be disappointed. Our next guest, right from the morning, Skate, one of the best podcast blogs out there. Go check them out for sure. I think it's morning underscore skate on Twitter. It's Ken. Join us. So, Ken, I'm going to assume that Tom Wilson isn't in your good books and you're probably canceling your order for his jersey, correct? Yeah, uh, a little, a little bit, something like that. Now, but I just, I kind of want to say this before, like I, I go off on this guy. When he plays the game the right way, man, he is one of the most effective players in the league. In the fact that, like, nobody's that big, nobody's that fast, nobody finishes their checks the amount of times this guy does. I mean, he, he is everything that a team would want on their team. And like, dude, if he was on the Rangers, I would fucking love him. Like, that's just what it comes down to. My issue with my issue with everything that happened is the last time he got suspended, he he buries Brandon Carlos head into the glass. He does this teary little thing where he's like, listen, I know I have to change my game. I worry about player safety, all this stuff. And then you see what he does the other night and it's everything that he said, but exactly the opposite. And it's the same thing with the league. The, The hypocrisy that is going on with this like little fucking thing is insane to me it's nuts so from a from a rangers fan perspective the boots punch is the worst i just butchered that name but that punch is 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 what got him fined not the panarin body slam whatever you want to call it how much fault responsibility are you putting on panarin for, you know, just jumping into the battle, say jumping on his back, whatever you want to call it, for, for engaging with Tom Wilson. You know what it is, man, is you see this happen a lot, I think, uh, where there's scrums kind of going on, and, and you see kind of elite-level players like like a Crosby or a McDavid or a Sagan or somebody along those lines kind of coming into the scrum and just grabbing somebody. And normally when that happens, the person kind of recognizes, that, like, okay, like, I respect this this player, right? Like, I, I think... 
I would say 99 times out of 100 times, the situation's immediately settled down. Panarin didn't jump into that scrum thinking he, Tom Wilson was going to start fucking freaking out. He jumped into that scrum to be like, hey, Willie, like, can we kind of settle down here? And then the chicken shit pulling his hair and slam him on the ice and then pretending like he's fucking Fulton Reed in the box. Like, and, and, I, and here's the thing, man, it's kind of hard for me because I, I love the mentality of old school hockey, dude. Like, I love watching, like, playoffs in the 90s and shit. Like, it was an actual jungle. Like, that, that's what hockey was. Now it's a different game, whatever. But you have the NHL kind of saying, like, hey, listen, we want to eliminate headshots. We want to eliminate unnecessary, like, just, I guess, violence, I guess. And then you have this happen, clear as day. And, and, and on top of this, guys, the NHL knows the Capitals are playing the Rangers in the next game. Right. At the very least, how do you not suspend the guy one game? I, I think the Rangers fans would still be uh, like pissed off that it was only one game. But knowing what's going to happen tonight now because of this, it makes no sense to me. Yeah, it'll be very interesting to see. It's World Hockey Report. Cody Jans and Morning Skate Kid with you here, presented by Lord Co. Auto Parts. Learn more. Lordco.com. Follow them on social media at Lord Co. Parts. Let's let's dive into the statement now, because that's another thing. And Adam had more of an issue with it than me. I mean, he talked about it earlier on the show to call this no, a horrifying to, to call this a horrifying act is blown out of proportion. When you hear horrifying yeah. act, you think of world 100%. tragedies. You think, of, you know, death. You think of crazy murder. Horrifying act isn't someone pulling someone's hair and running the risk of someone's head hitting the ice. I mean, hey, Crosby just went and shoved Konecki's head in the ice 19 times there last night. That's not a horrifying act. That's just, I mean, is it dangerous? Sure. Is it reckless? Yes. The statement too far. Calling for George Peros's head, though. That's funny. That's drama. I love that part. Yeah, and like, okay, so let me just read the statement. The New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night in Madison Square Garden. Blah, 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 blah. You change the word horrifying to senseless, and, and this statement is 10 out of 10. Like, you, and the thing is, is you never, ever see a pro sports organization go at, like, a league official like this ever they pretty much just said hey nhl like george paris is too much of an idiot to be doing his job like you guys need to figure it out and i was i was listening to something on tsn overdrive i think it was pierre lebron and mike johnson they were talking about like how rafi torres got suspended in the playoffs years ago i forget what team he was on but they essentially came out and said hey nhl like you're a joke and they got they got fined a hundred thousand dollars what do you think the fine's going to be for the rangers for telling the nhl like hey your head of the department of player safety is a fucking idiot like, I, I like it. It shouldn't be a fine, though. It shouldn't be a social media post. I mean, it's it's a better post than what the Capitals decided was an appropriate social media post after taking out a player, which I'll never believe that. And then you've got the idiots. And, hey, you run a social – well, I mean, you run a social media account, too, so you're qualified to speak on this. What type of idiot – goes and posts that and then you've got other social media you know directors from around the league defending him being like hey it's a low-paying job it's you know it's a thankless job it's like no it's not a thankless job if you don't post asinine stuff like this after one of your players just went injured the other team (laughs) you just lay off that one I almost respected it when it happened because it was just so far out of what you would ever think would happen. And in my mind, I'm thinking whoever posts that definitely asked their boss if that was okay to do. <laughs> you just don't do that. Like you're not that stupid where you're like, choose violence after like Panarin almost smashed his head on the ice. And like, oh, like you don't do that. And I'm like, okay, like they're really flexing here. 
and they deleted the tweet like five minutes later. Like the social media person is as gutless as Tom Wilson is. Yeah, that was a wild choice. Okay. I mean, I think we've cleared up the Tom Wilson stuff. Let's get to the positive sides. Actually, no, no, I got one more. Here's why I think Rangers fans are crazy. Because this whole Adam Fox stuff, and I get it, you can think he's the Norris candidate, you can think he should win the Norris, but there's no way, Ked, you can look at me with a straight face right now and tell me that Adam Fox, you would take Adam Fox over any defenseman in the NHL. There's no way you can tell me that. Absolutely not, man. And And that's what the Norris winner should be in my mind. It, that's what it should be, but is that what it is always? No, it's it, the highest it, points. It's not, it, it's not all, like when you think of Norris, you like it should be the best defenseman in the game. And to me, like that, I think the best defenseman in the game is Victor Hedman. If there's a seven game series and I had to pick between Adam Fox and Victor Hedman, I'm picking, I'm picking Victor Hedman. But that's not what the Norris has been in the past. Like you've seen Eric Carlson win, putting up all these fucking points. Like you see these guys win just because they put up points. And if that's how you're going to be doing it, the shit that Adam Fox did this year is insane. Like he, the poise that he has with the puck and just like, and it's not even like all the assists and, and, and all this shit. It's just like him getting the puck in the corner and a guy coming at him and him just waiting an extra second and then moving the puck over. Like he just has like these nifty little plays where he sees the ice that like, I don't think Hedman has that in this game. I really don't. But in terms of like size and being physical and like being able to skate, like one-on-one, I'd rather have Victor Hedman back there than Adam Fox. Absolutely. But again, like I don't, think the Norris trophy is for the best defenseman anymore like that's apparently what the trophy is supposed to be for but like in years past that's not what that's not what it's been and for for that in itself like you look at the year I mean Victor Hedman man who's more important to their team is Victor Hedman more important to the Lightning or is Adam Fox more important to the Rangers and I mean the Lightning they have McDonough they like they have fucking Sergachev they have a lot of really good pieces back there you look at the Rangers if the Rangers didn't have Adam Fox they would have lost a lot more games this year than they already had so it, it's kind of, it, it, I guess it depends on what your definition of what the Norse should be. And to be honest, I don't think anybody really knows what the definition of the Norse should be. See, I got into it with a New York, uh, I'll call it a newspaper writer, reporter, journalist, whatever you want to call them about that. And we'll leave it at that. I got some breaking news here. Rangers news. Holy cat. We're breaking it. John Davidson and Jeff Gordon fired from the Rangers. John Davidson. Jeff Gordon fired. This is per Larry oh Brooks God. right now. Chris Jury is going to remain with the organization. Give me your reaction live on World Hockey Report. I just saw that. Holy shit. Okay, well, they must not have gotten fucking clearance for that statement that they put out yesterday. Wow. They, they just got from the hip. That's insane to me. Wow. I don't. Do you think the NHL stepped in? Yeah, that's 100% what happened. Wow. Jeff to say, New York resident, J- J.D. and Jeff Gordon scurried to distance themselves from the team statement that was issued on Tuesday night telling other executives that they did not know it was in the work until after it was released. Wow. I think they're full of it. They didn't approve of this statement? I don't know. No, they, they came up with the statement. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Jury, acting GM. Well, wow. Talk about, I mean, that, that just ruined my day. <laughs> wow wow what a day to have morning skate ked on here okay i got one more hockey actually no i got two more so uh lafreniere i mean is this kid a star yet or what are we saying one two years and then he's ripping up the league every night uh you looked at capo Caco's last last season and uh it wasn't like overwhelming he did a lot of little things i think this year he's really grown into being like 
uh, an NHL player. Last year, I, I think he was kind of a cost NHL player. Now, I think next year, Coppa will be, he'll start, you'll see the points. Lafreniere, I think he's had a little bit better of a year than Coppa did in his rookie year. You can see he's kind of getting more comfortable. My issue with the Rangers forwards that they picked is like, I, for some reason, I just feel like they're slower. Coppa's gotten faster this year. I, I think if Lafreniere adds an extra gear to his game, he'll, he's going to be elite. I mean, he, he clearly has the talent and the skill to do all these things, but I cannot believe the Rangers fired Jeff Gordon and John Davidson. <laughs> wow, president and GM. Yes, that is insane. All righty, we'll wrap up with this one because, hey, you're up for pot of the year with the Mike Uruzioni. I mean, when we're talking worldies here later on. I mean, that Mike Uruzioni episode, incredible. What was it like talking with him, man? Because, dude, as I said, that's one of the best podcasts I've heard in the past hockey season. I mean, you know, it's funny because we, we've been doing this podcast for a while now and like we try to get like big name on the interviews and like we've gotten Theo Fleury and like Darren McCarty and the one white whale was somebody from like the 1980 team. So like we, we've been reaching out to like Jimmy Craig and like all these different people and we ended up being like, you want to know what? Like, why don't we just reach out to the guy who played Mike Rizzioni? So we had Patrick Dempsey on the podcast. We're like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then we ended up getting Buck Schneider on the podcast, which was awesome. And then I found it Ruzioni's, uh, his email, send me the email. And uh, the guy who co-wrote his autobiography, his daughter writes for the morning skate. So I reached out to Claire. I'm like, Hey, do you mind if I had to drop your name and drop your name? And like, he was so cool, dude. It, it was, it was one of the, it was a pinch me moment. Like we kind of do this for fun. We don't really make a ton of money as of right now. And the fact that like we started this, five six years ago a couple of my best friends moved away we'd get buckled and we'd watch hockey games together and we talked about it. we started recording what we would say and then it just kind of turned into a podcast and then like years later i get to talk to mike ruzioni adam graves like it, it's insane it, it, it was a pinch me moment i think the fact that the coolest thing from that is the fact that mike ruzioni wasn't even going to go to bu he was going to go i think it was merrimack or, like or, some D2 other, or something like, yeah, and one of his buddies is like, hey, listen, we got a beer league game. Why don't you come over? So he goes a couple times over. He plays in this beer league game, and the referee of the beer league game is Jack Parker. And the BU had lost two uh, recruits, two Canadian recruits that year, and they ended up going somewhere else. So they end up getting Mike Ruzioni, and I forget the other guy's name, but by the end of their careers at BU, Ruzioni and the other guy, who weren't even supposed to be on the team, ended up leading BU in, in terms of career points. So talk about just like the butterfly effect, like being in the right place at the right time. Yeah, right place, right time. That uh, that works out. As for uh, John Davidson, maybe not the right place, the right time right there. And yeah. Jeff Gordon as well. We'll throw him under the bus. Ken, buddy, hey, we appreciate you coming on. What's coming up with Morning Skate? Where can people uh, find you and plug plug your stuff? Uh, Spotify, iTunes. I mean, pretty much anywhere you want to listen to podcasts, check that. We have a new YouTube channel, which is going pretty good. Our Instagram feed, everything's morning underscore skate. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate anybody checking us out and you guys keep up the great work, man. I love tuning in and listening to what, what you guys have going on here. Lights out, man. Kenny, enjoy it. Enjoy the game tonight. I'm sure uh, there'll be a couple of hot takes coming from your account. Love it. Yeah, I'm going to go lay in bed for the next four hours. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs> Sounds good, buddy. Right there. Morning skate, Kent. Go check out his stuff. He's hilarious, too. I mean, if you don't follow him on Twitter, you're missing out. Follow him on Twitter at Morning Underskate as well. Great page, great blogs. I mean, he chucks up some good stuff. And, hey, that Mike Ruzioni interview, next level. When you talk about greatest Olympic teams of all time, greatest Olympic players of all time, yeah, chuck that one up.
Rizzioni, huge coming through clutch. Brought to you by Coco Vodka, Coco Rum. Of course, our NHL news earlier today. Brought to you by Pro Rock Hockey Sticks, offering top-of-the-line twigs, fraction of the cost, not even close. I've been using them for a while now. We'll never go back to one of the big companies. Pro Rock Lighter, more balanced and the best price point when it comes to top-of-the-line sticks. Check them out today, ProRock.com. I can't believe that breaking news. And, of course, it's when we've got the biggest Rangers fan in the world on World Hockey Report. Rangers fired John Davidson, Jeff Gordon. This is for Frank Saravalli here. They scurried to distance themselves from the team's statement that was issued on Tuesday night, telling other executives that they did not know it was in the works until after it was released. I don't know. That seems wild. Doesn't it seem crazy to me? Chris Jury is going to be the GM. <laughs> I don't know. It seems a little insane. Rangers drama times 10. Up that up a little bit more. So maybe, I mean... Quack stacks. We might as well bench someone instead of just giving them an interview tag here. Bench someone today for our friends at Quack Stats, the most advanced player tracking technology. I'm going to bench the New York Rangers as a whole. They should they they should be suspended for a season. Sit them out. They're a mess. They're they're their president. Their GMs are on the same page. Their players aren't on the same page. They traded away their best player, most all round player, and <laughs> Brendan Lemieux. This team, I don't know. Kind of a mess. Yeah, we'll sit him on the bench. Hey, uh, don't forget, teamed up with the folks at the Hockey Podcast Network to produce the pods. To download, rate, subscribe, wherever you get your podcast from. That's the Hockey Podcast Network as well. 12-Ounce Sports, your home for the best sports talk, live sports broadcast, best blogs. 12-Ounce Sports. Be sure to check out Pete's Power Plays. The, I, I mean, every time I see this guy going up money, I'm like, yeah, I probably should have followed him. But instead, I bet with my not even heart, brain, I don't know. I just bet with my fingers. I'm just like, yep, Oilers, money line, puck line, send it. Go follow Philly Pete. He'll win you some money. Huge thanks. So Adam Urban Trout, David Lang, Morning Skate Cat for hopping on the show. For our great sponsors, Lord Co. Auto Parts, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks, Coco Vodka, Coco Rum, Player Golf, Quack Stats, MyBookie.ag, and the Hockey Podcast Network. That's going to do it. Download the podcast wherever you get it from. Until next week, everyone, be kind, be better. World Hockey Report is presented by Lordco Auto Parts, Pro Rock Hockey Sticks, Coco Vodka and Coco Rum, and Quack Stats. Yeah.